You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. How many times a week do I hear, if one more person tells me I look tired, I'm going to, and I hear that so often, and so many times the area that they're really talking about is the periorbital area, or in other words, the area around the eyes. How many of you, when you get a very small amount of sleep, or you've just been really busy, or you just look tired, is the first place that you start to look your eyes. And it's not an unusual statement. I've had people tell me about this and, you know, people go up to them and it could be you, you know, people come up to you and just say, boy, you look so tired. You're getting enough rest and all these other things. So today I wanted to take an opportunity to really describe to you what's happening around that area, around the eyes, and what are the things that you could do to make it better. And again, I want to be clear that there really isn't just one solution. There really isn't. Because the whole periorbital area truly involves many different things. So let's get into the, the the culprit mainly is the under eye area for most of you. Most of you come in and talk about dark circles under the eyes, puffy bags under the eyes, crepey wrinkled skin under the eyes. And all three of those things have different ways that can be treated. And I think the sequence of treating them is also very important. We just talked about this with a patient earlier today, and one of the most important things that we came to a conclusion about is that aside from there being a little bit of a hollow or what we would call a tear trough deformity or a little step off in that gully under the eyes, is that pigment from either brownish kind of pigment or blood vessels like bluish discoloration can actually be the culprit in what you're seeing as being a dark appearance to the lower aspect of your lids. So we definitely want to address those things first before we would start trying to put any sort of a filler in that area because many times the way to get rid of some of that discoloration is either with a laser a chemical peel, or an IPL, an intense pulse light. And all of those types of modalities can address different things. If it's purely just hyperpigmentation, if it's purely just some staining that may have come after pregnancies or just hormonally mediated type stuff, sometimes a chemical peel to that area, like a trichloracetic acid peel, is all that's necessary to just lighten up that whole color. Sometimes, however, it's a combination, and you may be the one that has this, where you have some hyperpigmentation from some uh, melanin deposits or brown discoloration superimposed upon fine little bluish or reddish broken capillaries. 
And in that situation, we need to do something with some sort of a heated energy component that's like a laser or an intense pulse light to go after some of that bluish or reddish discoloration. Once that's handled, then if there is a little bit of a step off or a little bit of a gully, and you'll know what I'm talking about if you have this, fillers in that area just work amazingly well. Um, there's been FDA approved uh, products that we can now put in there. And it's been a very, very, very rewarding zone of the face to make improvements with fillers. However, let's not forget that many times why we have that look of that tear trough gully is because there's too much fat in the lower lid area. And if you do have too much fat in that lower lid area, the only way to really go after that is surgical. So we can do different surgeries, sometimes taking away a little skin, sometimes just going after the fat. But in that case, trying to get some of that debulking of that fatty material may make all the difference in the world. Now, if there is crepey skin there, Aside from using some Botox or what we would call a neuromodulator to try to get some of the crow's feet and some of that just fine lines to go away, a laser resurfacing to the lower lids is tremendously helpful. It can shrink some of the um, skin that's getting a little loose, and it also makes that skin look so smooth that it's an incredible addition to that whole periorbital area rejuvenation. Lastly, let's not forget that the upper eyelid many times has too much skin on it. Most of the time, it's a very hereditary type thing. And you'll know just from looking at your parents or your family that that extra amount of eyelid skin you may have had since you were very young. And that is something, unfortunately, that will have to be done with a surgical excision. So far, we can go after it with some Botox treatments and things like that to mitigate some of the excess amount of skin that's hanging there. Or if it's being compounded by a eyebrow or the brow starting to descend, then obviously putting some Botox in that area to lift the brows will make it somewhat better. But eventually, you know, if you're the person that just has so much extra eyelid skin that you can't even put some eyeshadow on or... If you're a guy, you know it so many times. That's the number one operation that I've been doing on men, aside from some liposuctioning, is an upper eyelid lift because that just cleans up that whole area and you look so much more youthful. And the beauty of it is we can usually keep it within a crease that's in like a crow's foot as we're extending it away from the upper eyelid region. So you really will never see the scar at all that'll be up there in the upper eyelid. Um, and again, you know, all of these things are compounded by the fact that as we get older, our facial skeleton starts to get smaller. So our brows start to descend. The eyelid area starts to get smaller because our eyes are sitting now in a socket 
that's getting larger. So all of these things, and we know this from watching CT scans of people over the course of their lifetime, it's fascinating to watch how the facial skeleton actually remodels and changes. But understanding this allows us to start placing fillers, Botox type treatments into places to hopefully hold back the signs of aging. But eventually around the eye, I've seen a lot of you that have been keeping up on all your injectables and things, but eventually something else besides an injectable type treatment needs to be incorporated to get rid of the staining from some of the, like we talked about, hyperpigmentation or some of the blood vessels that are just creating a color under the eye that's just making everything look dark. So keep that in mind when you're coming in for a consultation with us here at Davis Cosmetic Plastic Surgery or any of your um, plastic surgeons and really talk about all the areas that you see around that periorbital area that's concerning to you. You've been listening to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and we'll be speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.